Did you complete the wordle today? I did actually. What'd you get it in? Four. Okay, that means I have to get it in three. So you haven't tried yet? <laughs> no, I have not. That means you will either do it last minute or not make it on time. I should tell the people. There was one night I literally had 14 seconds left to get it, and I got it. You did get it. Yeah, and we keep a family point system. It's kind of fun, a little competitive. Because we compete with our parents, with both of our parents. Yeah. So... It's like one of the only things we get to share with them. <laughs> we share a whole life with them. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, we don't really like do anything yeah. <laughs> like with them regularly because we don't live right near each other. Yeah. So it's something that we do every single day and connect with our parents around. It's been really fun. Except for when it's not. Because... <laughs> In spite of factual evidence that shows that New York Times has not made it more difficult, it feels like it's more difficult. Some days it does. Double letters. That's all I got to say. Yeah, there's more than just that going on. (laughs) They be playing games sometimes. Hey friends and family, welcome to season one of our podcast, For the Love of Cleveland. My name is Leilani, and along with my husband Caleb, we are thrilled to share our journey with you as our family establishes roots in Cleveland, Ohio. We are here to start a new relational church where people are our heart and Jesus is our message. As we connect with the beautiful people of this city, we hope to see our vision realized, a home for humanity in the heart of Cleveland. And we want to invite you into the story as it unfolds. Hey, we're back. This is episode four. For the love of Cleveland. We're excited to do another episode, even though it's been a couple weeks. Yeah, we took another break. <laughs> no, yeah, we had um, sick kids, so Roman brought something home from school. A couple days later, Winston got it. A couple days later, Emery got it. And so that was our first interaction of like school sickness being brought home. I think with just everything in general, doing a podcast episode once a week is a little ambitious. It is a little ambitious. And my dad, with his wisdom, had told us, maybe you should uh, not do it every week. Seems a little aggressive (laughs) in the sense of like, he just knows our like schedule and stuff and how busy we are. And we're going to... And we, the only space we have to do this is to record at the end of the day. Yep. On, on a Tuesday evening. So we're usually a little bit tired. And yeah. by a little bit, I mean a lot. <laughs> yeah. We're tired today. And, it, and it's been a whole day and part of a week. Yeah. But we like doing this. We're just going to do it every other week. Yeah. And we've gotten really good feedback. And so that's that's also been fun and encouraging. Like friends from Tulsa have said like, hey, listening to your podcast, love what you're doing. We have friends here in Cleveland that are listening and it's exciting I think it's really exciting to do yeah we like hearing from people what their thoughts are yeah we we also want to open up like a question form so if you have questions we can answer that here on the podcast um and I'm sure people have questions or um 
have some of the same questions and we could just get that answered. And that would be fun to do like a Q&A type of um, podcast, just answering questions for people. Yeah. Um, we don't have any official way to send those questions in. You could just <laughs> hit us up on social media or yeah, if I'll, you have our number, text us or something. Yeah, I'll do, I'll do kind of a post talking about it. Um, oh, okay. There so we, we go. could do that. Um, but this week we just wanted to share kind of our next steps. It's crazy that, oh, it's March 15th. So it's crazy that it's like mid-March and mm-hmm. next month we're about to have a one-year-old. <laughs> Emery's about to be one, but, um, well, I mean, I I think talk the context again, that we literally moved here and got our house just like two weeks or sorry, two months before the pandemic really (sighs) swung into effect. So now it's been two years, two years since the beginning of the pandemic, man. Yeah. The pandemic that was supposed to only last six weeks. Yeah. Like, yeah, we're just getting mask (laughs) mandate, um, what's that like lifted here in Ohio like Roman school Friday is the day that you don't have to wear a mask to school so yeah my job um has taken same all of the mask mandates away yeah so they still have certain you know safety precautions in place but yeah a lot of stuff is going back to normal yeah which is nice I feel like we saw a glimpse of that last summer briefly yeah when everyone was like we went to the beach and people were there i mean you're not gonna wear a mask outside yeah to the beach well some people don't and we were just like oh this feels normal and then you go into a store and it's like okay no we're still in a pandemic so but but we've been getting out more and the snow is melting and it's feeling more like spring and with the time the yeah with the time change like daylight is at a better time of the day yeah like everybody knows it's ridiculous that we do say daylight savings yeah but (laughs) it's nice to be back on like what feels like normal yes day schedule yeah and um and people are out they're out they're moving they're doing they're going yeah and it's nice to see it it's nice to see like life happening yeah and i think uh with that, it feels like okay, some something's gonna happen this <laughs> this year for us, you know, for the church, especially with um, libraries opening up their um, what are those called? Their meeting rooms that are like open to the public that are free. Yeah, that you everything. Can do that. Yeah, I feel like the first year we were wanting to get started with the church, and literally everything was just completely shut down. Yeah. And then last year, we thought, oh, when it's getting warmer and nicer, we can get a start, but then everything was The still... numbers spiked, and then they shut everything yeah, down every... again. Yeah, everything was really never open. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I think this will be a good opportunity, because there's a lot of places we could gather with people and meet people, interact mm-hmm. with them out in public and stuff, and just get connected more here in the community more than we have so far yeah and we did we did do like a couple things out of our house but we're outdoorsy type people and just the community it's just it's it's so vibrant like I want to do it outside of our house and and during the winter I didn't want to do anything inside our house because I didn't want people coming in our house (laughs) I would say by you saying we did stuff out of our house you mean we were hosting a couple of things here right yeah yeah hosting we did a worship night with no worship um (laughs) 
so we'll count that as a fellowship just getting to know people um it was fun but we're just excited about what we can do with all the possibilities of outdoor space and just community things yeah it actually just feels nice to have like the normal like life happening and opportunities available yeah instead of having all of the restrictions yeah so i think the last episode we talked about our family pictures getting those done and we're actually going to be using some of those pictures for branding because we are going to um start just spreading the word of what we're doing here in this area um and and it's exciting like to have a vision in your your heart and in your head and then being able to see like where you can start implementing it it's Mm -hmm. like oh man this this is gonna be good and i think caleb and i are both dreamers and so it's like you could give us like one word or a color or you know a phrase and we could like create you a business from start to finish and <laughs> we oh, yeah. I, we just talk about things we dream about things pretty well, you know, vividly i think i think along those lines there's like um a, a uh, kind of workshop activity that i've used a lot over the years where i ask people to close their eyes and hold their hand out and imagine that they have a apple seed in their hand and i just kind of let their mind wonder yeah, and kind of instruct them to just kind of imagine what they could do with the apple seed, or I don't know what could it be. Yeah, what what you know? What do you see? You have yeah. an apple seed in your hand. What is, what do you see? Um, is usually the prompt, and uh, it's always so vastly different what people imagine mm-hmm. when you just tell them they have an apple seed in their hand and they they let their imagination go. Um, uh, it's really fascinating, and there's always somebody who has something that I've never heard before that they say um but yeah everybody has a capacity to imagine something that doesn't exist yet yeah when you get somebody a, uh, an apple seed it, it it contains a lot of potential that's not been realized yet and so you know people have talked about a tree and maybe having an orchard or having a i feel like an I'm... apple pie business you yeah. know and just like really crazy stuff that people yeah. think of and yeah we're definitely those kinds of people you know something's in our hand or in our mind and you know, we see a lot more than what that thing is uh, in just the seed form. Yeah, that's good. We do. Um, (laughs) What? No, it is good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a good thing we want to start church together. (laughs) So you were like, man, that's good. I was like, preach, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my goodness. Speaking of preaching, I just wanted to add in this note. We um, went went to a church now twice um two weeks in a row and it's been very comforting to hear some of the messaging that we have talked about and like about this church plant and hear another church in the area and the community like speaking the same the same kind of verbiage and it was just like oh this is good there's other churches out here that like want to do what we are doing and it it could be a really great connection yeah absolutely i mean number one like it's just nice for us to have a a a place that we can go to right and especially feel like 
there's an alignment of values yes yep. as um believers and in the in this community right specifically like like they're focused on this community and i i appreciate that yeah um because that's that's what we see we see like what god has sent us to do here in this community and how um we're gonna live that out and you know be planted here um so yeah it's refreshing in that way uh but even like I, I don't I feel like not every church has the exact same verbiage right but they have a lot of uh values that are similar and I don't know it's not like the type of church that you would just like look at and think no well at least for us I mean yeah. I don't n- not in every way but like we wouldn't have looked at like the name of the church and thought oh that's a church we should go to or right like, you know there's nothing like on the surface level outside of the fact that they're like diverse right yeah. um because uh, they're the pastors there are a mixed uh race couple yeah and so that's something we really relate on so i think outside of those factors i don't think there was anything about it that was like oh yeah this is the kind of church that we're looking to be a part of but somebody had recommended yeah well that even we that story i went to brunch with two ladies i didn't know we met up in a like mom's facebook group and they're like hey let's do brunch and i was like i'm gonna make it work i want to meet new people and um one was a believer and one kind of not really interested in church or not interested but hasn't been in church or you know like the other one had and i shared the vision for remnant and like this is why my husband and i moved here and she was like you need to go to this church what you're speaking um I think would align with what you and your husband are doing. And I think it would just be good. And I feel like in my mind, I don't know if you guys know our story, but when like Caleb and I met, Caleb was like, you're not setting me up with anyone. Um, We had friends who wanted to put us together. And he's like, you're not setting me up because you don't know me better than I know myself. (laughs) And sometimes people give church recommendations and I'm like, yeah, you're not going to, you're not setting me up for a church. You don't know what I like. But then I like, I, (laughs) we went and I was like, yep, she was right. Like, yeah. It definitely felt it felt right to go. Yeah, definitely. So it's been good good to go. Um and you know, we're excited about uh having uh partnerships. Yeah. With other believers and other churches and you know, pastors and all that kind of stuff. And so, you know, we we have intentionally visited a few different churches in the area and tried to get to know, you know, uh some of the ministries that have already been here yeah. in the community um, before. Uh, you told me this in the car this week. You're like, I don't think I've ever been to so many dom- denominations of churches. <laughs> yeah, well, um, not just denominational churches. But just but different just types the, of churches. Just the variety of churches, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we've been to a lot of different churches, and there's been really good things about all of them. All of them, yeah. Um, Honestly, I think it's just really refreshing because it's very easy when you – go to like one specific type of church or just one church in general Mm -hmm. that you can get like a very like enclosed mentality about like that church Mm -hmm. and the way you do things and the style that you have and the language you use to communicate and as open as you want to try to be sometimes you're you end up being a little boxed in yeah and it's hard to see other you know faith communities as doing you know i don't know Maybe not like doing something wrong, but maybe not doing things the right way. And I'm doing 
uh, air quotes. Yeah. <laughs> doing doing things the right way because, you know, you think that your church has it figured out sometimes. Right. And so um, I don't like having that mentality, but it helps to be going to visit other communities of faith and experiencing the way that they worship and the way they communicate and sharing their values and how they're reaching their community and um, expressing their faith in different ways. I don't, I don't know. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Yeah. But it's, but this church, this church was the best experience we've had, at least for me. Yeah. I think in church since we've been here. Yes. Yes. It was really good. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. Why are you going to share I, more? I didn't know if you were going to well, share more. Well, I think more. we could kind of like, um, kind of branch off of like what they're kind of talking about because it really does align with us. Yeah. You know, they, they've they been doing a, a series where they're talking about how the majority of Jesus's ministry was um, at tables with mm-hmm. people eating meals and, you know, fellowshipping, socializing, all of those kind of dynamics. That's how he connected and ministered. A lot in the New Testament um, and what we read about him and so you know they've been talking a lot about what does that look like for us today and you know sharing different stories of Jesus doing that and what had happened and um, what that looked like in the culture then but what does that look like for us now in in our society and our culture today so I don't know I really enjoyed that uh, personally because I do um, well, both of us, we see our church being a relational church. Right. That, like, it's not um, about having programs or having rituals or, you know, just religious activities that we do. But we're legitimately seeking to establish relationships and value people on a human level. Yeah. And, like, that's what Jesus did with a major part of his ministry. Um, he saw people as people. And valued them for just being made in God's image um, and sought to see them restored back in relationship with with him with um, with God and so you know that's that just aligns so much with like why we're here and you know talking like they talk a lot about um, in the last couple messages they've talked a lot about you know getting back around the table with people and honestly because everything else was shut down that's about the only thing we've been able to do yeah the last two years is meet with people around the table whether and and that hasn't really been possible so much outside of homes but we have been able to gather whether it was someone else's house or ours and meet around a table and have time where we actually genuinely got to know um some families and some people here yeah. in the community and that's been like the best moments, I think. <laughs> so, um, a, kind of a little side topic. It reminds me of well, what you were just saying, like getting to know people and when like that's your only option, like sitting down and actually talking and just eating, like you are going to learn about people and you are going to go into conversations deep and fast. And I think of like Love is Blind, the Netflix show, like they sit in those pods for however long it is a week to to find true love without seeing someone but it's all through conversation and it's crazy as the viewer it's like by the end of the week they're engaged and they're like i love you and like let's do this life together and 
they journey. And I think like sometimes we add things like, oh, we're going to do this and this activity and it has to be this way. And then we miss the whole point of like conversation and like where you really truly get to know someone. Yeah. The talking, I, the conversation. The, yeah. And I feel like I've kind of come to a place where I'm very confident in like we uh, I, i'll say this let me set it up this way okay historically like i think in um a lot of churches and just in my own life personally i think a lot of perspective and um you know in intentionality around faith was focused um in a way that's self-centered yeah honestly as much as we talk about it not being that way um and not being focused on yourself like it's about your individualized faith. We make it that way a lot. Yeah. And I think that has a lot to do with with our society and our culture today and not so much about the mission of the church and, and really the church that Jesus came to establish. And so for me, I'm confident in a place in my life where I believe that faith is communal, that you can't have faith without being in, in community and relationship and fellowship with other people around faith. You know, and that and that could be people on all different spectrums. Yeah. Like you can be somebody who doesn't believe, you can be somebody who's believed your whole life, you know, you could be somebody on the fence, somebody who's just started, somebody who's, you know, you know, been a lifer. A lifer. You know, it's just <laughs> I just think there's just different dynamics and, and life is a lot like a roller coaster, you know, and, and the Bible talks about uh being on the mountaintop and being in the valley. So even when you've been a believer for you know, years, you go through mountain and valley experiences, but faith is not an individual, you know, journey or experience. It's really yeah. meant to be shared with other people. And so I, that's really at the heart of what we want to do. And so that's why Jesus would meet at tables, because it wasn't about the program of what was happening in the temple. And it wasn't about the the disciplines of what you do as an individual believer those things are important and yeah. they are part of it but really it was about the connections you're making with people and how you're sharing your faith together um and and i kind of share with you the the other day maybe it was yesterday i just our days blend together <laughs> but i kind of shared with you how i felt like there's so much of our western um church culture that we feel like we're fulfilling our faith when we do something for somebody less fortunate. Um, and that is great. That's, that's a good thing to do. I'm right. not, not, you know, naysaying that, but when we focus our, our faith around doing something for someone less fortunate, I think we miss out on opportunities where we connect with peers or, you know, we uh, learn from those who have, lived longer than us who has have experienced more than us that yeah. we can learn and receive from them um but we miss out on just a myriad of relationship connections when we always make our christian walk about what we do for other people or just meeting a need for somebody who's less fortunate those are good things but i don't know i think we sometimes feel fulfilled because we're lacking in relationships mm, that's good you know we're looking for a way to satisfy the longing that we have and so we try to fulfill that in different you know ways that are smaller connections 
Yeah. But aren't as meaningful. And Jesus wasn't just about, um, you know, trying to quickly meet a need um, or, uh, you know, quickly resolve something with somebody and move on uh, with his, you know, day and what, what was going on. He was about sitting down and really connecting with people in a deeper, genuine and long lasting way. Yeah. And he spent years with people. Yeah. Um, in an intimate way. And so, I don't know. I feel like sometimes we avoid that. And I don't think it's just because of technology. Yeah. <laughs> it's not just because of that. Yeah. I agree. For sure. I agree. Um, well, that kind of like for this episode, just we wanted to share what our next steps we want to do with, you know, all of this information of like, um, it's getting warmer and just this like a uh, breath of fresh air if you will or spring spring coming we are wanting to start fundraising which is <laughs> i don't yeah. know i always feel like it's a hard topic for me um but it, it takes money and it's you know but we are going to start fundraising and we want to be able to have um, a ministry that does things well and that's prepared and not perfect, but we want to give people our best and we yeah. want to, we want to be the best as much as possible and where we lack, you know, of course, Christ will fill in those gaps. Um, so that's what we want to do. We want to start meeting and we are talking about different locations, um, here in the community, whether it be a high school during the summer where we could use the auditorium. Community center, community library. Center. I mean, our room. options are endless. We just need to pray and find out which one's going to be best for us. And that and that goes into raising the money. Like we would like to secure a spot for, you know, six months where people could get used to this place and it like this is where we go. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And so we want to be able to, you know, host some interest meetings some just regular gatherings and kind of just be on the ground. I don't know if you yeah. can say that, like, be on the ground, be with the people. <laughs> well, I think, I think, um, I would even say there's kind of a balance, um, of I, I've experienced a lot in church where sometimes people in church just want everything to be free. Right. And not everything is free. Some things cost money. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing. You know, right. God's going to bless us. I'm sure there's things we will get for free or we'll get for a great discount, but we are also going to need money to just make legitimate transactions. Right. Whether that's renting a place or, you know, investing in resources that we need, you know, to expand the church. Like, th that's very reasonable, real um, things that we should, uh, you know, seek to do. And there's nothing wrong with, um, you know, paying for. Uh, the spaces or the resources or the means to be able right. to do the things that we want to do. And we want to do them well. We want to do them well. <laughs> um, so, you know, we're not like, um, I, I don't know. We've had conversations sometimes with people where they're like, well, you know, you could just get this thing for free, but it's not really like, it's not really good. Sure, right. it's free, but it's not good. Like, I, I don't want to make the quality sacrifice just to get something, Right. you know in a quicker or more affordable way like i want to do things well so um yeah it would be great to know like like one of the things that we want to do is we want to 
uh, set up a way where uh, people who really believe in uh, us, believe in the vision and want to support um, us starting Remnant Church would have an, a way that they could become a monthly partner with us yeah. financially. And that would help put us in a position where we could say, okay, we know over the course of the next six months or the next year that we are able to make this financial commitment of renting this space or, you know, investing in these resources or, you know, donating funds in this way, you know, as as a ministry in this community. And so those kind of things would put us in a position where we can be proactive right, um, and be able to plan in advance about what we're going to do and, you know, kind of make it a more legitimate uh, venture. So yeah, we do. Yeah, there there are some things that we need to finish up um, on the legal side yep. because I mean a church is a business as much as it is as a. You well, know, I would just say if anybody, community. well, yeah, we want to do things um, above board is what yep. I'll say. We want to do things right legally. We want to do things right spiritually. Yes. Um, we want to do things right morally. Um, and in all those different ways, we don't want to let something slide. Yeah. Like we want to be very uh, intentional about establishing the church on a strong foundation. Yes. Um. So uh, that way, because we want to, we want to see it last. We want to last. We don't want to get burned out or taken out by something that we could have avoided. Yeah, could have avoided up front if we just do things, um, the right way. So the right way as far as like good legal processes and stuff like that, you know, good accountability and whatnot. So, um, not the right way as in there's only one way to do church. Not that way. No, we want to be an above board ministry. Yes. So, um, with that, I would just say we have, uh, documents, bylaws, statements of faith, all these things we're getting submitted with Ohio, with, you know, or, uh, with the United States, and all that kind of stuff to make the church official, right. um, an official entity. And so if anybody feels like they want to help us make that happen, that is costing some money. And if you want to reach out and see about how you can help us make that happen, we would appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but we are going to establish the church um, official, officially and make it make things done the right way. And then that will definitely help us when it comes to raising uh, support and donations yep. and having financial partners and all that stuff we can offer you know tax-free uh, opportunities for people and make it more official have a real bank account and all that kind of stuff yeah yep. um and in the next couple of weeks um when we get our family pictures back and all of that we are creating like a brochure we're going to um it's like a little uh e-magazine yeah an e-magazine we're just going to list out what we are going to need at least in like this first year um so that people can see the numbers because i think sometimes it's like okay we're giving but what Mm -hmm. are we giving to where is this money going to go and i feel like money is can be i should say a tough topic for a lot of people especially during the times that you know we are right now um but we believe that this is our time to do this and that this is right Mm -hmm. um so we are going to map out where we are going to be spending money and what's important for us in this community like what's the need now we're going to do that and so be on the lookout um we're doing 
<laughs> all that we can. Both Caleb and I work, we parent, and so we are, we have friends and I'm sure people will come on board, but a lot of it is on us right now. And so we're just taking our time to make sure that we put out um, great things. Not perfect, but great. Yeah, I, I mean, I would say as far as the magazine, I, I think realistically we could probably have it out in about a month. Yeah. Um, have that out. And that'll have like actual detailed information about um our vision our plan what we're going to execute on uh especially over the next six to six months to a year and how um people can partner with us financially and where that money is going to be used yeah um and so but for right now the thing that we need the most is um is just money to help us establish the church um as a legitimate institute yeah so with and the, we are with working, we're not doing that part on our own. We are working with a company to to make sure all of our bylaws are correct, but everything. We have to pay them. We do have to pay them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Yeah. So anyways, it's very exciting. We, like we said, we've already been meeting with people around tables and we will continue to do that. Yeah. And we will continue to build relationships. All of that is... Ongoing. Free. It, it, yeah. it, it doesn't cost us money. It just costs, you know time and energy which we are willing to give yeah because um, that's More where our heart willing. is yeah it's yeah. worth it um people so are worth it people are worth it yeah. that's that's probably a good place to end it yeah remember that people are worth it that's good well i guess we will be back in two weeks two weeks yes yeah give us an extra week we'll figure this out We'll get it down pat. We'll get on we'll get on track with the regularly released episodes every other week. <laughs> Don't hold us to it. No, I'm joking. <laughs> I'm just joking. <laughs> All right, see you guys.